Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Turban Thinker, the show that promises to inspire you, motivate, and empower you. So today we're going to be talking about talent acquisition and how the role of HR is going to play or change as we go into the and out of the pandemic. So I'm joined by an industry expert, Duarte Ramos, who is a global talent acquisition and HR executive and also a certified coach. Duarte currently leads global talent acquisition for a general Atlantic-backed tech marketplace, which connects companies and employees with thousands of wellness apps and fitness operators across 14 countries. He's currently based in Madrid and also leads the European HR team for Gym Pass. So previously, Duarte spent a couple of years, two years working for Walmart, leading the international talent acquisition and executive recruitment for the international division, which is in fact where we met. So welcome, Duarte. It's really good to have you on Turban Thinker. Hi, Yasil. Thanks for having me. From home, I assume, being safe and sound. So how's that <laughs> going for you? It has. I mean, I've uh, on, on our company, we have been uh, using uh, telecommuting a lot. Uh, obviously, I would travel and, and go to the office and telecommuting. It was probably more diverse. Uh, schedule um, just because of the fact that he's now enforced it seems more uh, claustrophobic um, but it, it it has played played well for us I think our company is, is very well equipped with the uh, communication tools to keep people informed and engaged so uh, cannot That's complain. Fun. yeah fantastic I mean it's a very different place we're very lucky actually to have this situation but in a in a time where we obviously have digital media and different tools of communication. It's incredible to see how many people are using all the different uh, tools out there, you know, Teams and Zoom and all the different uh, apps that are making everyone's life really much easier. So exactly. Duarte, we're going to talk about talent acquisition, which obviously has always been a top priority for companies. You know, you, you can never get enough of the right caliber. But I wanted to understand from you, because things are definitely going to change and the companies as they're frantically re-strategizing and looking at all the different priorities of how to lead their future outlook. I want to understand from you, what were they looking for when we talk about talent acquisition? Perhaps what were the, some of the priorities that they might have been looking for pre the pandemic and how do you think these priorities or this profile is going to change post the pandemic? So I think companies around the world, and I'm obviously focusing on skills, have, have been looking progressively towards more skills and personality traits rather than, than hard skills. Mm -hmm. um, and and this, this probably explains why uh, you have a lot of uh, people coming from consulting uh, moving into the industries. Uh, and this is an increasing tendency. Um, you know, startups are full of people that have worked either in industry or consulting. Uh, you see companies that uh, were very formal on their um, on their profiles now going into consulting and 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 to going to small companies that it would be disruptive and and try to bring in different talent, people that think differently try to, you know, ring fence them, isolate them so that they can create and, and uh, within the company in a different culture so that the company later can absorb their, 
their thought process, their skills, right? So, so we're looking basically at talent acquisition, which has much more innovation and creativity. Um, and I think, I guess that traditionally, you know, thinking out the box is, is more important now than ever. Is that what, what you're saying? Absolutely. Um, showing signs and evidence of, of, of uh, ability to innovate, ability to um, uh, think outside the box, obviously with, you know, with, with proven results or, you know, uh, anecdotes that, that you can, you can tell on your, about your career, but um you know, innovation is all about having some experience on work, but also some inspiration, some 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 creativity, right? And, and that, yeah, that's I mean, it's interesting. Exactly, it's interesting because for me, I mean, I know certainly when we met, we spent that good few days together. Um, I've never been sort of the the norm in terms of the CEO or traditional um, CEO traits because I'm part creative, part commercial, and. It's very interesting because what was not the norm is now very much the norm. And I think people are going to be looking more and more, like you're saying, at that profile. Obviously, yeah, with a track record, of course, you have to evidence your success. But nevertheless, I mean, a lot of organizations and corporates have always been stuck in their way on traditional leadership styles or traditional management styles. And so if they want to succeed in this new world that we're going to be in, most definitely they're going to have to look for more innovative thinkers, definitely. So, Duarte, you, you know, obviously your work has taken you through HR transformation. And we're most certainly going to be seeing a huge transformation in the actual HR function itself. So how do you think the role of HR is going to be in this change management or this new transformation we're going to be seeing? It, it's, it's going through a, a very deep transformation. So I think there are three, three main areas um, that are really being disrupted currently with uh, uh, especially the disruption was partially accelerated by this crisis. One is... Duarte, I'm going to stop you because up until I think when I asked the question, it was clear. So can you start again because you're cutting off? Are you wearing your headphones or are you on speaker? I'm on a speaker. Okay. Okay. So if you just start your answer to that question again would be great. And then I'll edit it. Okay. So okay. I think that before the, the crisis, um, there was clearly a tendency of, of, of HR transformation. Uh, and I think that this crisis has um, actually accelerated this this uh, this path, and I think mainly in three areas. The first one is that I, I I believe the CEOs of of the companies are coming to the HR executives for coaching for advice. HR is becoming clearly a strategy enabler rather than an, uh, an admin function that supports the business. Um, so in, in, in crisis and companies, you know, my colleagues working for the companies as well, what they tell us is uh, the CEO is coming to me now and saying, how can I keep my people engaged? You know, how can you use HR technology to keep our people engaged with the company, to keep our people connected and to keep our people motivated, right? And incentivized. Um, that's one of the trends that I think it's here to stay, right? Mm -hmm. I hope so. <laughs> the, the, the second one is, is the, 
you know, the clear tendency that it, we were seeing before, but it, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be more um, underlined about focusing the HR function in terms of owning the employee experience, the relationship, all aspects of the relationship between an employee and the company, either through the technology he uses, either through the way he's onboarding in the company, either through the, the platforms on the software the company provides so that all his requests are seamlessly uh, treated and responded. Um, and I think HR is more concerned now with the experience of, of the person per se, rather than the job itself. Um, and uh, I, I think also candidates and, and professionals are looking at the jobs as experiences they want to add to their lives. So I think this is kind of an interesting uh, um, time we're living in. And, and I think all this, this, this crisis is actually separating the companies that had a lot of tools to uh, uh, consistently provide the same experience to their employees. They had, you know, communication channels, uh, they had good communication tools and apps. From, from others, they were still very conservative, very relying on the traditional ways of communicating, very hierarchical. Mm -hmm. So I think those ones, the first ones, are, are doing much better than the latter, right? And finally, I think that HR is also becoming a, a really HR tech-driven area. Um, say, say that again, Duarte, you cut off. HR is becoming... A really HR... Uh, technology-driven area. When I go to uh, fairs, and I usually go to three, four HR tech fairs around the world, it's uh, incredible to see the, the growth of vendors and, and the ex exhibitors on those fairs. There is softwares and fantastic AI and machine learning solutions for all HR aspects, which uh, just shows you that HR is now owning the ability to provide the employee a, to a, with, with a simple platform, a couple platforms where he can interact with every, every part of the company, either uh, for simply just getting a, his, his pay sub or his paycheck and consult his uh, tax information or to apply for a role inside the company. Everything needs to be seamless, um, needs to be at the palm of his hand and, and HR is, is, is leading this this path uh, across the organizations. So, so just continuing on that theme of digitalization, obviously you work a lot in that specific field. And so as more and more people are going to be working from home because it's a proven solution now, uh, not only is it cost effective, but also from a well-being, and it's just really motivating and people are adapting and adopting to that. So as more and more companies probably continue with this, do you think digitalization, like you were saying, is going to be a really big part of any corporate going, going ahead? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I, I think that when we come out of this crisis, we, I think we're living probably the, the biggest telecommuting home, home office experience worldwide ever, right? Um, <laughs> better than one, we, one could plan, ever plan. Um, and I think when we came out of this, uh, and I, so there are some companies that I know that are actively discussing this, they will reduce their office space 
uh, and they will keep this office space probably for uh, in, you know client interactions, uh, essential meetings that they need to have with uh, with uh, you know with parts of their 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 staff. And but I think that there will be more concepts that companies, for example, like Unilever, have of floating desks. So you have 1,000 employees, you probably have 300 desks available, available in your office. And, uh, and then all the other employees are working remotely or they are visiting clients, but they do not need to be nine to five sitting on a desk. Uh, they need to be collaborating uh, you know, through social media channels of the company, through apps with their clients, they need to be on the road. They, they need to integrate better their life and work. They need to blend them. And I think this uh, uh, crisis is actually already accelerating this transformation. And everything will be obviously based upon a better uh, offering of digital uh, applications and, and, and tools that allow us to be productive under these circumstances, right? De definitely. And I think you're very right. I just have one question specifically because you sort of mentioned the importance of communication and whilst it's the most crucial thing in any business in or out of any crisis it's amazing to me over the last 30 years of my career how communication is probably one of the poorest tools that any company uses and i'm talking whether it's traditional or even digital just the the giving the importance to communicating is never really been taken seriously in a company and I think I want to understand from you, how should people and, or executives or how should companies be approaching communication currently right now to their staff and to their stakeholders? Because I see a lot of businesses just focusing on, obviously, the crisis management internally, but not really communicating to their employees who are facing very challenging times and uncertainty nor are they, you know, a handful of them only commuting to their customers. They're so busy trying to fix the mess that they're forgetting the people that hold them together. So do you, do you agree? Do you think communication, whilst it's the most important thing, is probably the one that least people concentrate on, typically? I strongly, strongly agree with you. Um, and the reason why that happens, historically, is because communication departments or, or companies they tend to, to make uh, a confusion between provide people with information and communication. Yeah. I think companies uh, throw a huge amount of information out there to their employees. Probably this, sometimes they even overwhelm them yeah. with information and changes and pricing plans and acquisitions and mergers and, and, and new guidelines. And, and that's important, but, but uh, it's some, sometimes done uh, on a very erratic way, and, and it, it creates more havoc than, than information. And then there is communication, right? And communication is exactly what this crisis is, is probably improving. And this is paradoxical, but I think that we are probably as apart as never before. But or everyone is saying that, oh, I'm talking with people much more than before. I, yes. I feel much more integrated than before. And the reason why is because, you know, CEOs are coming to their communication departments, and HR heads are saying, I need to keep my people engaged. And the, 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 the response for that is create spaces where people can just have a conversation, you know, create apps. There are several like, you know, Slack, 
you know, workplace from Facebook, uh, Microsoft Teams, whatever, where you can have channels. And every time you think someone should be shared broadly with all the organization, you go to the general channel. But you can also create like virtual coffee meetings where you just sit in front of a camera and you're relaxing and people just join at that time and because they have a question or because they have a concern and you, you just have a chat and you just, you know, informally have a converse, conversation about a real problem of the business or just about each other. And this is happening much more than before. And I think people are feeling more apart physically, but more informed connected. and more yeah, connected. Yeah, and I, I totally feel that in my organization. And that that is very interesting, isn't it? Because it is it's an it's an irony, isn't it? That the fact that you're so distant, but you're more connected than ever. And I think it's it's about time that executives or managers or leaders also stop depending on communication departments to communicate. And I think this is probably going to force them to enable that just natural communication as you would do normally and just to have those conversations as you would do because typically you're preoccupied with all the day-to-day -day noise that you don't spend that time out and I think this situation bizarrely has allowed people to I, it's a lot to do with maybe f refocusing their priorities as well and now more than ever is when employees really need to engage with their um, sorry, when executives or leaders of organizations really have to engage with their employees and stakeholders more than ever on a more, I guess, maybe personal approach, not just like you said, bombarding them with information. That's a corporate approach. Something that I've started to see, which is uh, an adoptal example, is business unit leaders or regional CEOs at our organization, they start the day by you know, sending out a message on Slack or an email saying, guys, new week, let's go ahead. Those are the three priorities. I'm really happy to discuss. Usually on an office, that never happens. Right? Yes. Either because people feel intimidated to do that physically or because they just think that, the, you know, normally people are informed. They need, you know, to they need to know what they need to do. And and that's not not true, right? No. And, and I just want to, before I end it with you, because... Clearly, you know, you're a certified coach. And I think coaching and mentoring is going to be a, a very key part of that as well, because these are very different times, regardless of what level you are in an organization or business. Everyone's experiencing a different kind of situation. So I think, I mean, I've been coaching for the last 15 years and mentoring many different uh, individuals. And I think now more than ever, that becomes a huge priority because you have to, no matter if you're a senior exec, CEO or chairman or manager or a sales floor, it doesn't really matter because everybody needs to be coached to do and or, or have at least someone where they can bounce off their ideas or their uncertainties and have that confidence built back into them. So do you think coaching is going to be perhaps another really important tool and companies should look at coaching because it's again it's one of those things that it's not really there you you mm -hmm. you assume that your direct line managers are coaching you and all the good stuff and you have objectives and you have appraisals and all of that but actual coaching which is helping you perform better especially in a very stressful circumstance where businesses are really up against the wall so coaching is going to become very important it is becoming 
real clear to me that companies will need two things. They will need to hire mentors and coaches, experts in certain areas. Definitely. To, uh, to drive this, uh, to drive the forces of, that people already have, but, you know, to provoke the, 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 the behaviors of the company and, and, and the relationships. But also, on the talent acquisition side, they will need to look in leaders, coaching skills and competencies. Yes. Their ability to also coach teams. And I think this will need to be part of, 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 the, of the, the set of competencies that uh, leaders are assessing when they acquiring talent. It's really great to speak to you after such a long time and wishing you all the safety. So keep safe and we'll speak to you soon. Likewise. It was a pleasure to, to speak to you again, Ezio. Thank bye you, Doris. Take care. Bye-bye.